Hey everyone, it's Austin Solomon, the Solomon Group at Cobalt Banker. Today we're talking about escalation clauses, uh, the pros, the cons, when to use them as a buyer, what I see as mistakes when, when I'm representing the seller, I see offers with escalations. Let me tell you about some of the mistakes that I see people making. And let me tell you what it is first. An escalation clause is where a buyer says, hey, sellers, we're willing to pay $1,000 over the next best offer or over another bona fide offer on a home up to a certain amount. So let me give you an example. Let's say that the property is listed for $199.9 and there's seven offers in. A buyer could say, hey, I'm going to come in at $200,000. And I'm going to attach in my offer an escalation clause that says, hey, sellers, I'll pay $1,000 over the next best offer up to $230,000, provided that the seller delivers me a copy as proof directly to me within two days uh, after we get an accepted offer. Uh, and then upon me getting that proof, I will, will amend the purchase price to reflect the new price right, or amended price. Now, as a buyer, what a sweet thing to be able to only pay $1,000 over the next best offer, right? So instead of going in at $230,000 right from the gate, hey, you go in at two hundred, dollars and you're, you'll pay you know, $1,000 more than the next best offer. Well, if the next best offer is two sixteen, dollars then you're paying two seventeen, dollars right? That's much better than, than potentially paying... Um, you know, two thirty right out of the gate because that's what you'd be willing to pay on the high side, right? So there are some pros, and there are times where this can be effectively used as a buyer. However, there are some caveats and some things that I want to bring to light because uh, I, well, for me personally, I'm on the receiving end of a lot of these offers. I work with a lot of sellers, and a lot of times there's between you know, three to 10 offers on the houses that we get. And I have the joy of working with the seller to decide which offer we want to go through. And through that, probably reviewing thousands of offers now, there's some common things that I can share with you guys as buyers and sellers to help um, bring to light some things, right? One of the most common mistakes that I see is that a buyer thinks that an escalation clause will automatically get them at the top of the offer stack. Well, it may in one category price, right? But there's a lot more terms other than just the price. And a lot of times what I see is buyers will do an escalation where they'll say, hey, we'll pay $1,000 more than the next best offer. Um, But then they'll have like inspection, normal inspection, normal financing, maybe a radon test, maybe some other asks in the offer. Well, their offer is very is not very clean. And then maybe the offer that's, you know, in our example, maybe that offer that's at 216 or the next best offer, maybe that's 216 and the buyers are paying cash or maybe they don't have an inspection or maybe they're doing an appraisal deficit coverage. So the seller is basically at that point, right? We have an offer at 216. Let's say that's a cash offer with maybe just a home inspection. And then we have an offer that's at 217 effectively after the escalation, but it has an inspection and radon test, et cetera. They want a home warranty, yada, yada, yada. It's like, well, clearly the 216 cash with very few conditions is better, even though the other one's $1,000 more, right? So 
what do you do as a buyer? Well, the more terms that you have in your offer, the more negatives, the bigger you have to make your escalation amount. So maybe you're saying, well, I'll be willing to pay $10,000 more than the next best offer. Well, obviously 10 grand, that makes more, that's a bigger difference, right? Maybe then that 10 grand is making up for some of the different differences in terms. So in a sense, going back to our example, maybe you have a 216 cash offer with few conditions. Now your offer is 226, right? Now that might be like, well, hey, as a seller, which one do I want? Do I want to kind of gamble or do I want the more certain route? Then you have a better chance of getting it, right? Okay, so that's kind of a little bit of a, uh, disc, you know, a little bit of talking about how sometimes I see it misused or maybe not fully thought out, right? Which is fine. And a lot of times it's the agent's responsibility to kind of craft that. And not all agents know how to best craft that offer. That's just the reality, which is fine. Um, let's talk about some of the pros and cons about escalations on the seller side, right? Sometimes escalation clauses are not viewed as being a great thing from a seller because a seller may view an escalation as, well, hey, I don't know if that's necessarily fair for someone to do that, right? Like they're kind of, we have these other five parties that just put their best forward foot forward right from the gate. And then this one person that said, well, we're, being, we're willing to pay, you know, $1,000 more. Some sellers are like, yeah, I just, I don't know. That doesn't seem right to them, right? Everyone put their best foot forward, and there's like a couple people that put escalation. Sometimes they just don't feel like it's the it's the right thing. So that's like that could be a con as a buyer. Um, as a seller, it also is another. It's also another. There's there's a larger step or another lar- larger process that goes into it, and that is how do you show proof of the next best offer? Well, in Wisconsin, as agents, we can't disclose the terms of any other offer to any prospective buyer or someone that would potentially disclose terms of the prospective buyers or agents, etc., right? So the seller actually delivers the copy of the next best offer directly to the buyers, right, which is an extra step. And then the contract price is amended at that point per the terms of the escalation, right? And whatever that next best offer is. Again, if we go back to our example, um, if the next best offer was 216 and you're a thousand dollars more, originally the sellers are accepting an offer at the 200, but then after they show proof of the next best offer, both parties amend the contract for a price of 217, right? Now, that's just an extra step. It's not always cut and dry. Now, does it that does that work and is it always pretty straightforward? Most of the time, yes. But what if there is a discrepancy in that process? What if the buyers don't sign the amendment, right? There's more to it. What if the buyers felt really good about it at 200, but now since they're escalating at 217, maybe they have some cold feet, right? There's more to it than just, um, you know, the, the straight up form. And sometimes that extra piece can make a seller uncomfortable, which would be a downside for a, a buyer. Um, so sellers, is it something that you can feel comfortable, you know, taking an offer with an escalation? Yes, I think it is. And if, as long as they're well-drafted, they're pretty straightforward. Um, and they're, you know, relatively easy to navigate. Um, as a buyer, um, is it something that you can use as in your tool belt? Yeah, it is. But keep in mind that 
Just because you're the highest price, a lot of times in this market especially, doesn't mean you're getting the house. And I think that's the issue where a lot of agents don't understand is that the escalation clause almost creates the wrong mindset for a buyer. And it gives them like, because they have that escalation, they think they have a good chance of getting it. Well, it's not always the case, right? Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about escalation clauses, the good and the bad. Now, the one time that it really does work well for escalations is if you have like a cash offer with no conditions, right? And you're willing to match any other uh, offer or go higher than any other offer. That's like the one instance where it's almost, you know, it's almost always golden where if you have a cash offer, no contingencies and you throw in an escalation, there's a pretty decent chance that you, obviously you can't really beat a cash offer with no conditions. So if it's a thousand, two thousand dollars more than the next best offer, cash, no conditions, you have a good chance of locking it down. So that's a great instance where it's a good example to use one, right? But a lot of times it's not used that way. Um, so again, consult with your agent. They'll be able to best in this market that's very competitive. You have all these tools in your tool belt. You want to be able to use the best ones at the right time. Sometimes it doesn't make sense to, uh, to use it. Sometimes it does. And your agent will help you craft that. And as a seller, uh, you might see this escalation clause. So I want to make sure you understand what it is and make sure you're comfortable, your agent's comfortable navigating you through that process if you have an escalation offer with an escalation that clause that comes in. Any questions, guys, let me know. And looking forward to uh, keeping recording the episodes and, and providing value. Any questions, things you guys want to cover, let me know. Be happy to. 